0: Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith.
1: Um, You know, I think when you see despair and doubts, this is kind of a broad example, but um, when you see uh, fear, despair, doubts in people's lives or even in your own life, I think that's just a prime example because our hope is in Christ. You know, when we lose that hope, I think that's the enemy trying to convince us that we're alone, that we're isolated that uh you know we can't get through this i think of you know um just looking at the news there's so much negativity and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like well we're doomed you know you go on social media um and you know facebook twitter uh you know even you know for younger crowd tiktok you know you see all these people who are just so full of doubt and they're just expecting some kind of like a downward spiral of like, well, you know, we can't get through this. But as Christians and as believers, you know, we have the hope, you know, and the enemy should not have that hold on us. Um, I feel like if you are feeling that way, um, this, maybe this is your reminder right now. Maybe the, maybe God's, maybe God is speaking through us right now in this moment to let you know uh, the listener that, you know, he is in control that you don't have to feel doubt because Jesus is right here with you every step of the way, and the enemy has no, no hold on you.
0: This series, we're studying First Peter, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about First Peter 5, 6 through 14. And my guest today is from one of our sister stations, KTIS. He is the Assistant Program Director of... Tony Mansmith. Welcome Hello. Tony. Hello.
1: Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for yeah. joining
0: me. I don't think I've had you on any of the Oh, you were on for Holy Week. You did some of the readings. I did. Yeah, yes, that was really Friday.
1: fun. Um I love I love doing all the voice acting if if that's what you call it, mm-hmm. but honestly it was just uh <laughs> I don't know, it's just me reading it. There's just so much passion behind uh, the word of God in those moments when you read through those it's just like you just get empowered to read it you know mm-hmm. so yeah it was fun yeah
0: it was very good I was thinking that's right I was thinking about that this morning because I was excited about the bed that I found the music that I found to oh under. yeah it was like oh my word it's it was, so
1: amazing it like swelled up yeah, you know exactly. it's just like whoa this is and powerful. you're did
0: too and you know when you do things well you know when you do things when you're working on things like in tandem but not yeah. right next to each other Yeah, and then you put them together and you're like oh I, yes, exactly. I do that
1: all the time, especially with like we work on a lot of product, uh, a lot of production on at KTIS, whether it be uh, a sponsor or maybe someone has called in. We want to let's add an element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always just like a haha moment. Whenever you combine a song or a music bed to that, um, that recording, it's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. This is great. So, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's <laughs> great. I love it.
0: Well, I am so glad that you said yes to joining me. To, this is the last episode for um, the series in First Peter. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I'm excited. Awesome. So um, I think it might be a good place to start by having you read First Peter 5, 6 through 14. Would you mind doing that?
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for the great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters are all over the world, are going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. All right.
0: Keep going.
1: Keep going. All All the way to the end. (laughs) All the way to the end. All right. Final (laughs) greetings here. I have written and sent this short letter to you with the help of Silas, whom I uh, commend to you as a faithful brother. My purpose in writing is to encourage you and to assure you that what you are experiencing is truly part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in, in this grace. Your sister church here in Babylon sends you greetings. And so does my son Mark. Greet each other with Christian love. Peace be with all of you who are in Christ.
0: The first thing that stands out to me is that he was at a church in Babylon. Yeah. I mean, it's that's wild like, yeah. to think
1: about. Like now it's like, oh wow, there's you know <laughs> what? That's
0: not usually what I hear about Babylon. <laughs> right, right.
1: You don't really hear about many churches in Babylon. No. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah I love that.
0: Last year at this time we went through uh, the book of Daniel, or mm. the first six chapters of Daniel, and so it was all you know, like Nebuchadnezzar, and yeah. the um, the exiles in Babylon, and it's a much different experience than a church in Babylon. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably not a church you'd uh, you you know you you know run to right right away. It's not like something you'd be like, hey, let's go to the church in Babylon. Babylon. That sounds like a great idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that I think that kind of speaks to God's redemptive power. Yeah. That I mean, even when something. F- feels or seems like it's totally not revivable, not redeemable. Yeah. That God can still redeem it.
1: I think so. And I I mean, I don't just think so. I know so. Um, I mean, I see elements in that every single day. You know, I I had a a church friend, not to go to me (laughs) directly, (laughs) but just an example. I had a, a, well, I had a friend who was an atheist for an incredibly long time, you know, would always deny it. Uh, He slowly became an agnostic over time he started to realize, oh, wow, you know, this world cannot just simply exist, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so he was just like, there's got to be some sort of power behind it. And then one day I'm at church and here I see this guy come through the doors and it's one of my oldest friends, the agnostic. And I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm going to check out church and see what it's all about. And I think that's just an example of like, you know, who God is, he can restore anyone. He can bring people that you might least expect, people you might even gave up on mm-hmm. in prayer. Um, God will lead those people back to church or maybe people who've never been to church for, you know, ever. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. I love that. I love that's who God is. It's He's a God that's, uh, uh, We un- I feel like we underestimate him way too often. And it's like every single time he comes through, And it's like, it's always like a shock. It shouldn't be a shock, Mm -hmm. right? Because we read about these people in the Bible and it's like, why do we always underestimate God when, you know, time and time again, he's always proving himself to be the one in control and he's he's changing lives, you know? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah.
0: Well, and that, I think that's something that we have a, van- a special vantage point, too, in the work that we do. Yeah. Hearing, getting to hear stories of how God is working in people's lives. And woo was the word I kept thinking of, like, yeah. If in God's top five strengths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know exactly what the other ones would, but woo. Like, I think he's a wooer. Yeah. And he is continually wooing people. And we, like you said, people that we don't even know or maybe wouldn't believe. Right. That, there's a process happening there.
1: That you would not even expect. I mean, mm-hmm. there's countless times where I was like, oh, I pray so-and-so will, will be saved, that he'll walk through these doors. And, you know, to be honest, like over time, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe I should just give up on this prayer, you know, and, and then sure enough, you know, God comes through and it's just, it just shows. Like you said, a wooer, he's mm-hmm. definitely like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> God, way to go. Awesome. <laughs> and I always
0: think, oh, me, of little faith. Yeah right a little exactly. little faith that God wouldn't be able to do that or yeah. wouldn't do that.
1: I love that about Him.
0: Well, and I think one of the things so at the beginning of the of our reading today, back in chapter six, it, he Peter is talking about the great enemy, the devil, who's mm. prowling around and um, looking for someone to devour, and how he's constantly at work trying. So you know, as much as you're caring for your friend and praying for your friend, yeah, the enemy is trying to distract him and to keep him. You know, mm. I think of that quote. Um, it's from the movie, The Usual Suspects, oh. about Sol say that the, the greatest trick the devil ever played yep. was to make people think that he didn't exist. Yes. Yeah. And, um, that he, I appreciate Peter's reminder that there is an enemy and he is at work and we need to be vigilant
1: hmm. about
0: that. Yeah. I mean, have you ever experienced anything like that in, in your life?
1: Oh, Wow. I mean,
0: (laughs) just pick one or two. Yeah, just countless times.
1: I mean, I could go on and on. I think just, um, you know, I think when you see despair and doubts, this is kind of a broad example, but um, when you see uh, fear, despair, doubts in people's lives or even in your own life, I think that's just a prime example because our hope is in Christ. You know, when we lose that hope, I think that's the enemy trying to convince us that we're alone, that we're isolated, that, uh, you know, we can't get through this. I think of, you know, um, just looking at the news, there's so much negativity and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of like, well, we're doomed. You know, you go on social media um, and, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, even, you know, for younger crowd, TikTok, you know, you see all these people who are just so full of doubt and they're just expecting some kind of like a downward spiral of like well you know we can't get through this but as christians and as believers you know we have the hope you know and the enemy should not have that hold on us um i feel like if you are feeling that way um this maybe this is your reminder right now maybe that maybe god's maybe god is speaking through us right now in this moment to let you know uh, the listener, that, you know, he is in control, that you don't have to feel doubt because Jesus is right here with you every step of the way and the enemy has no no hold on you. Um,
0: and no authority. No authority. Author- o- no authority. When, you're in, when you're in Christ, he has no authority over you.
1: Right, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, I just, uh, gosh, I, there's so many countless stories where I just and maybe you've been in this position where you feel like you're full of hope. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we can do this. And then other people around you are not feeling that way. Um, I felt that way uh, sometimes, where it's like uh, during the pandemic, um, the height of it, mm-hmm. and it was like I had this surreal optimism that I feel like a lot of people were kind of weirded out by. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're <laughs> yeah. like, "Why are you so optimistic? We're in a you know we're in a global pandemic. You know, there's a lot of fear. A lot of people are worried, and I don't know. I just felt so at peace, and I think." it was, a lot of it was just me leaning into God in the, in the, in the timing of all that. I mean, uh, even, um, I love my wife. She's amazing. She, she follows God, but I I think even she was just very, like, uh, uh, Mm fear-stricken. And I think for me to be like, just this optimism, like optimistic, um, you know, just following God, you know, perfectly down that, not to put myself on a pedestal, but it's just like, I'm just going to follow you, God, during this pandemic, and I just felt at peace. And I think that's true outside of pandemic too. If you're feeling that way, if you're feeling so overwhelmed, um, and just like keep your focus on Him, like it's it's hard to describe, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I always find, I find that I am a little always late to the game, hmm. like. You know, I I call it being alone in my head, unsupervised. Can yeah. get a little alone in my head, unsupervised about things, or just kind of like a negative spiral. Positivity is actually one of my strengths, yeah. And so usually I'm a little. People sometimes experience me a little Pollyanna-ish, like Angie. It's dark out. I'm like, no, it's light. Like, look at there's a candle. There's light. <laughs> right, um, right. <laughs> but so, but when I spiral, I spiral quickly, and I always feel like I'm late to the game. Like, okay. Yep. There, the, someone's at work here. Someone's at work here trying real hard to get, <laughs> like helping me spiral down Yeah. and to be able to acknowledge like, nope, you know, our coworker Rosie always says, mm. oh, I don't receive that. You know, like mm. I'm not receiving the lies that the enemy is telling me.
1: Oh, yeah. And to be
0: able to just stand and go, you know what? Nope, that is a lie. Mm. I have hope in Christ and I'm going to continue walking forward with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it's so... just to remind yourself of that daily, because it is a daily, it's a daily battle, Mm -hmm. right? Like you, one day you might be, wow, I'm on top of the world, you know, I can get through anything. And then the next day you might be in a slump, can't get out of bed, you know, you're like, I'm defeated. you know, you might even ask or tell yourself that you're worthless. You know, you see, you start to compare yourself or you, you know, you just simply don't feel. And I think it's so important to just remind yourself daily, uh, of that truth, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, you might go down that spiral of uh, despair. And like you said with Rosie, uh, to say, I, nope, I do not accept, accept that, you mm-hmm. know, and just keep moving forward.
0: But. I think one of the places that the enemy really likes to attack us is our identity. Mm. I mean, I think when we oh, s- yeah. see people really struggling, it's not understand. In my I've struggled in this place myself, but not understanding who, you know, our position in Christ, our position as Christians, that we're a co-heir. I mean, what? What?
1: Right. (laughs) I mean, even now, as you say that, I'm like, are we? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you really like it's so hard to comprehend. Yeah. Identity is huge. So big. I mean, I just with any generation, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what generation you're from. You could be. Yeah, you could be older. You could be younger. I think even throughout history, you see it, too. People are just struggling with who am I? You know, and I think it's, uh, was it C.S. Lewis? Uh, this is not direct quote, but I mean, he, he mentioned we have a, a, a God sized hole in our heart. Mm. And I think we fill it up with, you know, what we, who we think we are and, you know, other things. And I think that's, that's part of that identity, kind of that identity crisis, right? In yeah. a way. And that's how the enemy's like, oh, no, this will help you fill you up. This will fill you up, mm-hmm. you know? And I think uh, only God can fill that hole. Yep. can, you know, reveal our identity in Him. Um And so, yeah, so valuable to remind ourselves of that.
0: Yeah, I think another way that we um, see the enemy at work too is especially like when you were mentioning the pandemic, mm-hmm. that uh, people feeling lonely, yeah. feeling alone and numbing themselves out Yeah, with um, a variety of different things. But th- that lie that that we are alone, I think can really send someone spiraling because if you've, you know, if you're struggling in some way and you think I'm the only one or I'm crazy because I'm struggling in this way. Oh, yeah. And then you hear a story of someone who's, you know, struggled. I mean, have you had that experience where you've like oh, yeah. struggled with someone and then someone's like, oh, yeah, no, no I struggle <laughs> with that too. Oh, I'm oh not alone.
1: a lot, a lot of times. And I mean, especially when I was younger, I feel like, in fact, um, my mom, she mentioned this to me. I remember I was just filled with depression and anxiety as a young adult or a young, um, young kid. I just remember telling her, you know, all these struggles that I was going through, Mm -hmm. you know, and she, she said this to me and I don't know if this, if she grabbed this from somewhere else or if this was actually just her being a good mom, but she, she said every single problem that you deal with is, is not unique. Mm. But, you know, what is what is unique? It's you. You're unique. You, who you are as a person, you're unique. But the problems that you go through are not. And that, that has always stuck with me. And it's funny because she probably said it in passing, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if she remembers it. I should actually bring it up to her and see. <laughs> but I actually, I was like, I got to quote that. I actually have it on a sheet of paper at home. And it's just one of those good reminders of like, yeah, we're, you know, we're, yeah, we think we're this unique, our problems are so unique and that we're like, oh, I'm the only one that's gone through this. You think back on the history of the world, it's like, ah, probably not.
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. probably
1: not alone in that. And I think, any I mean, even in the modern day, I mean, even if our we feel like all our problems are unique i think there's at least so many i mean there's so many others who are dealing with the same thing and that's why not to go down a tangent here but i think that's why community is mm, so important mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. think that's another aspect that the enemy uses is he tries to take community from it us makes people
0: lonely right? it makes
1: people lonely like yeah. you said yeah and uh, i mean look i really i mean the pandemic was a That was one that I feel like really took people out of community, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people couldn't go to churches. A lot of people couldn't attend um, funerals funerals or 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 weddings. You know that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Right here, I got married during a pandemic um, with like two people. But uh, yeah, you know, it was just I think the enemy does use that because I think community is way stronger then we realized that's why going to church, I think, is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the church right now is asking people to come back to church. A lot of people have gone, uh, I mean, a lot of people are in that uh, mindset right now where they're still in the, uh, the pandemic era of their schedule, right? They're like, oh, I can sleep in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I think it's so important to attend church, even if you feel like, you know you don't have a community there yet I believe that God's going to build up a community for you or even just getting out of the house you know attending a game Mm -hmm. a baseball game or uh you know getting together with friends getting together with friends having coffee you know little things like that are so important and the enemy knows that he knows that you know we as humans we're we're social we're social beings you know we we want to we want to have a community around us as much as we try to pull away from it <laughs> um, I look at the younger generation and maybe I don't know if this is true I'm sure it's true for older generations too but a lot of them um, I see in my you know my younger cousins they're they're attached to a computer they're attached to a TV you know you know they might claim oh, you know I'm social interacting online and you know that's fine there's no, nothing wrong with that but if that's all you do and there's no face to face conversations maybe you might want to switch it up a little bit and I again I think that's just another way the enemy kind of weasels in and mm-hmm. tries to convince us like oh this is you're you're part of a community you know it's like are you i mean no, it's you can like re-
0: pseudo pseudo you're part of a pseudo community i was super yeah. i've got teenage boys and i was so grateful for the internet yeah. during the pandemic because they could still connect with their friends right, and they have some kind of connection to their yep. friends. But I, I think what you're saying about, like I would call it, we're saying that we're still in the pandemic habit, the habit mm. of the pandemic. Yeah. And my husband and I we didn't go back to church until one of our friends said, Hey, we're yeah. back to church and we miss <laughs> right. you. You should come. Yeah. And so Todd, my husband came home and he's like, Steve really called me out on the rug. Like, I think we need to go back to church. And I was like, "All right, okay, I'll get up on Sunday morning and go." Right. But and and now we, you know, you have to get back mm-hmm. into the habit. Yeah. Of of going and so changing that habit, I think, can be a struggle. But yes and amen. Yeah. That that community to find a believing community
1: mm-hmm. is so
0: important to, and to participate in that community.
1: So valuable. I mean, I, I was telling my wife this uh, how, you know. Maybe you, you don't have a church right now, right? Maybe you're still searching. Maybe maybe you can't even attend church. Uh, one of the things that I I actually did was, or maybe, you know, this is another example. Maybe you you see all the small groups on mm-hmm. the pamphlet and you're mm-hmm. like, none of these fit for me. <laughs> I told my wife, uh, I was like, I'm just going to start my own. Mm-hmm. And that might be scary. You might feel like you're unqualified, but hey, look at the Bible. There's so many people who (laughs) felt unqualified (laughs) to lead or to speak truth into people's lives. Um, And I was like, I don't know why God's calling me to start this small group. I'm just going to go for it. And now this small group is almost a year old.
0: That's amazing.
1: And it was all because I didn't really like all the small groups at church. So I was like, I'm just going to start my own and maybe you know, as a listener, maybe that's something you want to be a part of. Um, but you're like, I don't know. I, there's nothing that really interests me. I should say, go for it. You know, Mm -hmm. invite a few friends, you know, see what happens, let it grow. You know, um, you you might be shocked at how many people want to be part of a small group that are, you know, friend related, you know, Mm -hmm. or in fact, my brother joined, which is Ah. kind of fun. He, uh, was a pastor up in Fargo but uh due to circumstances he uh he ended up deciding that he wants to be a counselor um a family counselor instead and so he he joined and it's just like this community of kind of misfits in mm-hmm. a way of new Christians people who, there was a guy who wasn't a Christian at first and now he is because he simply found this group of guys who just
0: are doing life together who
1: just wanted to do life together mm-hmm. and you know I just Yeah, I just encourage people that even if you feel like there's not a group for you to start when you're uh, yourself, because that could have a huge, huge impact that you might not even realize.
0: Yeah. And if you're hearing Tony talk about the small group that he has, and we're talking about church and you know, maybe Jesus is someone that you're curious about or want to know more about. You can text the word faith to 41224 and some resources will be sent to you. It's a great place to get some questions answered, but that's faith to 41224. Well, thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. This I, yeah. This went by really fast. I could I mean, probably I feel talk
1: like, for another <laughs> hour or more.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for this reading plan on First Peter. It's been, um, you know, for me personally, it's been convicting and been challenging, especially around, you know, leadership and submission, like those are hard things and suffering. Um, But I really appreciate you sticking with us and going through this process with us. Um, You can head over to myfaithradio.com and look at the Reading the Bible Together resource page and find out other reading plans that we've done. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast because when we do our next study, it'll just upload right there in your podcast app. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.
1: The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, Consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.